Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Your gums and sound the attack. Oh, right. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. In fact, this will be episode 19. Uh, I'm here with Sam. He's back. He's ready for another interview, fresh off of your uh, golf day, has. Yep, back again. Good to be here. Magnificent. Thanks for coming. And we've even placed like a little filter in front of you there because your P's and B's were getting so aggressive in the microphone that we were really having to stamp those out. Yeah, keen to see how this pop filter works. It seems to be strong so far. Uh, and Mitch is here, obviously, Skin, welcome. Lethal, yep, thanks for having me. How are we going? Your microphone's at an interesting angle there, Skinnled, but just make sure that you keep talking into that. That's yeah. not a skill that's very strong for you. Yeah, no, as long as I'm close to it, we'll be right. Okay, excellent. Uh, exciting episode, guys. Uh, obviously, the people are aware of the format change. Um, we are now doing, obviously, standalone interviews for any athletes that we are fortunate enough to have on the show. Uh, and today, guys, we have got a seriously impressive one. We're, in fact, very privileged to have one of the best opening batsmen in the country, I think it's fair to say, uh, giving up his time to join us. Um, he's played 11 test matches for Australia, uh, 58 first-class games, 30 list day games and 10 domestic T20 games, playing for Queensland and the Brisbane Heat in Australia, uh, and also Kent and Somerset in England over the past few seasons. Mitch, have you guessed who it is yet? Uh, well, I've got a little bit of inside knowledge, yeah. um, so I can comfortably say it's Matt Rentrell. Uh, it is indeed. Matt, we're hoping that you uh, that you have us. We've taken you off mute twice there because Haz is just so impressive with his uh, knowledge of this particular thing, but are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me. Oh, magnificent. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks for thanks for being with us. Outstanding. Now, obviously, the first probably question that we have to ask you is, uh, by all rights, you should probably be playing cricket currently, but you're obviously not. You've, you've sat out of this particular Shield game. Are you all right? Is everything going okay? Yeah, I just had a, a big case of gastro the night before the one day in the Gold Coast and still recovering, but a lot better now. Okay, very fair. Great to hear. Has. Jump in. Yeah, good news uh, that he's that he's feeling better. Hopefully you're back, back for the next Shield game. Oh, geez, yeah, hopefully. There's been a few going down. Hazlitt with his video camera hand and then Renner's with the gastro. It's all happening. Skin, you'll be a chance. Yeah, it's so. not ideal, but yeah, it was <laughs> one of those things. Yeah, that's right, man. Um, well, Renners, we've got to ask, I guess, you're born in Middlesbrough. I hope that's correct and my pronunciation is not bad there. Um, and oh, that's obviously in England, but uh, I've just got a, it's a fairly obvious question, but I'm, just, I'm assuming that when sort of Australia plays England as most recently in the Ashes, you are, you're supporting Australia or do you find slight, yourself slightly torn? No, nah, I support Australia. It's, yeah. um, 
pretty easy decision when you've played for one country <laughs> and, and haven't for the other. <laughs> what about uh, what about when it comes to other sports, around us, such as a soccer or rugby union? Um, do, you, do you go for England there, or are you still Australian? Um, mainly Australian, but generally in those sort of sports, England, especially soccer, England seem to always win. So um, I like to sometimes just pick and choose. So the one of the perks of being born in England and play for Australia, you can pick and choose a little bit. But yeah, yeah, no, I tend to always try and choose Australia. Don't blame me there. England are probably better better than us at those sports at the moment. And uh, do you reckon you'll cop a bit from Marnus or uh, Michael Nessa there about the Rugby World Cup final result? Uh, well, well, apparently they're not South Africans. So um, if they do give me any cop, I'll just manage to, to revert it back to them being Australian or not South African. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll just try and pick and choose for that as well. Yeah, fair call. Very smart. And, uh, Renners, are you, do you have you found yourself sort of involved in any other code of football? Obviously now living in Brisbane, or you've, have you jumped on the sort of Lions bandwagon? We know that Marnus was pretty big on getting around their success. Have you found yourself in a similar boat there? Um, I did sort of jump on their bandwagon a little bit, but in different circumstances, I think, to other people. Um, I'd like to say I'd never really watched AFL before this year, but I had a mate playing in the Clawful and a mate playing Div 5 for Mount Cravat. <laughs> so I started watching them and understood AFL a bit more. So I, um, I decided to start watching a bit more AFL. So that's cool. my of how I jumped on the bandwagon. I love how you've covered like every possible base there. You've gone from the Lions and the Quaffle and then just thrown in some Div 5 as well to make sure that you've really got some of the amateur stuff in too. Yeah, Div 5 wasn't very enjoyable to watch. We <laughs> drove up to Bribey Island for one game. They oh. lost 93-1. Oh, and stiff. they scored their one point in the third quarter and me and my mates went absolutely crazy. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, now I, I can't add much to the, the AFL there, Ren, but I, I know your father, Ian, is an associate professor of skill acquisition, I believe, at, at QUT. He was actually um, a lecturer for a couple of Lee's subjects. Yeah, he was. He was my uh, lecturer for probably three subjects, actually. So uh, I was wondering... <laughs> I was wondering what sort of input he's had in, in your development as a batsman, any sort of unusual training methods he would use when you were growing up? Um... Probably the big one was if I got out, I had to go to bed one time and I got out first ball. Um, I think I was about six or seven and it was a foreign concept to me getting out at that time. You just lost five runs, so it didn't really matter. But he said, if you get out, you go to bed. And I, I think I tried a big booming cover drive for ball and nicked off. And he started walking in. I was like, no, 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 one more chance. All about and the punishments. Two, yeah, two hours later, I was still batting. <laughs> what, if, what if like you started playing cricket at like 9am and you're just like Matt if you get out you're going to bed <laughs> a bit of a daytime nap I think a few people in the squad maybe Marnus might have needed that <laughs> might have needed a bit of sleep after some of the stories I've heard about it <laughs> yeah, very, very very fair actually do you, uh, do you have any tips for parents who are sort of acting as a coach um, for their kid or, or players just trying to grow up and play test cricket for their country just like uh, you have now? Um, I think for me, I never really like thought I was practicing to become a, a test cricket. It was just practicing because I enjoyed cricket. And I think with any sport, that's what I, I tended to do. But I think that's probably the big thing. You've got to enjoy the sport that you're trying to play. Yeah, good call. Love it. Very fair. Hey, uh, Renazai... Mitch, by the way, um, I, I understand you, you have a highest test score of uh, 184, which is a, a pretty impressive knock. And I know I personally and probably a lot of people sort of thought of you as a more 
uh, patient and, and defensive batsman. Um, but you've, you've since peeled off a, at least a 50 over 100 and, and obviously put on a bit of a clinic in the big bash last year as well. Um, you hit 90 off, yeah, off 50 90 off, or something ridiculous. We, we, watched watched the we watched the highlights of that just recently, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just before. Um, yeah, so that, that was impressive at the Adelaide Oval. And I just wanted to ask which format you, you enjoy playing in the most and, and if there's one you, you particularly think you're best at, I suppose. Uh, I think when you're going well, um, four-day cricket's always a lot more fun because you're out there for a lot longer and um, you're making the bowlers tired and, and just frustrating them. Um, but then I suppose hitting a few sixes and then a 2020 knock's always pretty fun as well. <laughs> Very fair. Um, and and what was what do you think was the, the secret to your, your success in that innings of 184 and how would that have been? been different to sort of what worked for you the day you, you whacked 90 in the big bash last year um, I think probably the big part of that was Warner scored 100 in the first session um, <laughs> they they were the Pakistan bowlers were just worried about him and I think I was 20 odd at lunch and then 70 at tea I was just trotting along with my own business they forgot that you were batting <laughs> yeah they probably just forgot I was batting and they were worried about Warner and I just managed to sort of go on at the other end yeah right just keep taking him over Oh, that's fantastic. That's Perfect. Great. And uh, uh, like most batters around, you fancy yourself with the ball, and, and rightly so. You've taken wickets in all formats of the game now. Uh, I believe you have, a, have composed a Matthew Renshaw 11 of, of players you've gotten out in cricket matches. So uh, can you run us through that team, uh, if you've got it handy? Yeah, well, when I, was, when I used to not bowl, I used to just get really bored in the field. So I try to convince a few guys to sort of start a fielding 11. So if you've caught someone, you can add them to your team. But no one was really buying that in my in my team. So it's weird that that I didn't catch on, Renners. Yeah, no, I, I thought it should have. Like, <laughs> I got a couple of good guys in my team. Um, but then but then I started bowling and got a couple of wickets. And I was like, I'm going to try and make an 11. And so I got an 11 from people I've got. It's got to be out in a game. So um, club game through to first class cricket. Okay, good. So it has to be like a proper my cricket fixture yeah, that you it can't, can find. Yeah, it can't be like nets because I'll have like anyone that I want to try and bowl to in the net. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> not. So I'll have a good I'll just claim a court long on. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, your net wickets. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah. That could be a new side that we'd like to talk through as well, but we might leave that for now and go to the real game. Yeah, probably, probably don't have that. Um, but so what What do you like? Would you like a description of how I got them out? Or? Oh, I'm not sure we have time for that, but... <laughs> give us give us your I'll first... Do, wait, they're, they're, Redders, when you start naming them, there'll be one that we will be like, oh, you're kidding, you got him out, and then we'll ask for the description, but maybe not I for I think there'll be a couple of those. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. So opening, I got Max Bryant yep. and Jake Weatherall. Oh, handy. Um, number three, a guy called Leo Carter, who plays... First class cricket in New Zealand. Got him in club cricket. Yeah, good player. Good player. Um, number four, and he's going to be my captain, is Marnus Labuschagne. Oh, okay. Well, this is one that we obviously <laughs> have to hear about <laughs> straight away. Let me stop you there. Talk us through, set us up here, Renners. Don't leave out any details. <laughs> yeah, so he was um, he was just batting for Redlands. Uh, Redlands at Toonball, big derby game. He wasn't he wasn't trying to score off me because he was a bit nervous about getting out for me, I think. Um <laughs> I was bowling around the wicket and I sort of just fired one in. Um, he tried to sweep, but it was too full. And bounce, hit him on the pad. B 
big turnaround, Nathan Lionel given him, and he was not happy. <laughs> Did he blow up, Marnus? We, we tend to not see him be overly fond of oh, umpiring still, decisions. LBWs usually. He still doesn't. He still claims it wasn't out, but <laughs> never. As out. I said, it's in the scorebook. It's in my notes. <laughs> what um? What is Manu's issue with that dismissal? Uh, he, I, he uh, it's either pitched outside leg or missing off. Or... <laughs> it's bad on it. it sort of changes every week. <laughs> <laughs> and roughly, how many times did you bring that up at training, Reynolds? Do you? <laughs> <When> not enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and who comes in after him, mate? Um, probably. I don't know if he's sitting next to you, but. One of the people on your tables at number five. That's probably not Mitch. No, I haven't bowled him. Hazlitt. Hazlitt in. Yep. Well, oh, Hazlitt's in there at five. I'm going to have to get the description there as well. Hazlitt, five. Pretty high for you. <laughs> <laughs> How have you got him out, Redders? Uh, he chopped on trying to cut. Bold. First ball of my spell. Well, it was a terrible ball. No respect, has it? No respect for uh, Renner's bowling hats. Yeah, no, I should have concentrated a bit harder there for sure. <laughs> oh, perfect. Number six, Ren. Um, ben Dunk. Yeah, it's handy. Jeez, um, handy. That was in the number big bash, seven. Yeah, big bash. Oh, huge wicket. Uh, number seven, keeper Peter Neville. Yep, very handy. Um, number eight, Pete Siddle. Jeez. Jeez, you've taken a lot more wickets than I realised, man. It's yeah. a good sight. Yeah, and then number nine, James Baisley. Yeah, huge. I can't wait to. <laughs> well, you better tell us about that one as well because we know Bays will uh, listen straight away. This is one of my rogue red ball wickets. Oh, um, I got a first grade fifer against Redlands in a red ball game. Oh, that is. And I got Bays out with an arm ball. <laughs> Bold. Don't you only bowl arm balls? <laughs> Oh, that's hard. <laughs> Coming from me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy. Um, and then number 10, Jack Presswich, and number 11, Matt Kuhnemann. So it's very bowler light because mm-hmm. I think as soon as I get a wicket, they just bring their quicks back on and I don't have a chance to get the bowlers out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's cool. True. Yeah. I've, uh, I, can I, actually, I can actually help you out there. I've, uh, I've got a, a decent bowling lineup in my, my 11. I've actually made an 11. <laughs> Were uh, well, you gone... inspired by Renners, so you've made an 11 as yeah, well? Yeah, I have been inspired. I, I went through back as far as I could in my cricket to, to check out who I got out in underage cricket as well as <laughs> as uh, grade cricket. And and uh, I haven't had as many bowls in first class cricket Have you ever got Renners out? Can you return the serve? No. My number he can return the serve. My number one is Matthew Renshaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Same game. No, no oh, respect God. as well, trying to hit me over Long On, who was already back, and uh, <laughs> hit it down his throat. Uh, is that recent or is that years well. ago? Uh, Court Marnus too. Jeez, yeah. all the names featuring Two years that. ago? Yeah, two years ago, I think, down at, at Peter Burge Oval at Redlands. Uh, uh, long boundary straight there, Ren. Yeah, I had the win, though, so I thought I could get it. <laughs> And just deceived by the left-arm orthodoxes of Hazlitt. Yeah, you just got some drop there. Yeah, standard. Um, <laughs> um, moving on, I've got uh, Caleb Jewell opening with you, so Tassie player there. Um, yeah, I got, got him out under-19 cricket for state state level and national level, I guess. Um, Charlie Hemphrey at number three. This is not a bad side. Either. Corey Hunter at four. Andrew Goad at five. 
I'm actually uh, going to try and break a rule. I put myself at six. Got myself, got myself out plenty of times <laughs> in the middle. You couldn't find a player, could you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I, I had a couple of good first graders. The, the guy I actually was going to put in there is Ollie Davies, who's a, a New, New South, South Wales, Wales rookie so. contracted yeah, player. Um, good batter, but but yeah, uh, he's uh, he was my next at number six. Yeah. But yeah, the bowlers is, is the real standouts. I got um, Nathan Horitz, oh, uh, Cameron Gannon. Mark Steckity, Mitch Swepson, and Billy Stanlake. Jeez, so, that is yeah. a serious bowling side. So That's a good bowling side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to score the runs. We'll just bowl them no, out. No, that would be an interesting battle, your 11 versus Renner's 11, because he's going to score plenty of runs, his 11. But then your bowling attack is, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good battle. Yeah. I know, uh, I know Ren, you've been pretty vocal in the past about your disappointment when I was your captain back in under-19s cricket for Queensland, and I decided to bowl myself a lot more regularly than, than you. Have you, uh, you know forgotten that a little bit now and can you forgive me no i can forgive you now i think yeah you were captain so you bowled yourself it's understandable <laughs> Renners would do the same thing when you ran i do the same thing when i play for Turnbull. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right gotta do it don't you has i was pretty happy to see that um my name did not appear in either 11 there yeah. in fact and you actually have bowled me i hit you for six months do you remember that mm, do you remember that i did get a couple of wickets that game but unfortunately yours wasn't one of them <laughs> thank you and Renners has never bowled to me so um, I'll probably retire her if he ever does, so I stay out of that eleven. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I'll probably not take Peter no Neville's place. Yeah, you're not making the eleven. <laughs> I'm not taking Peter Neville's place. I don't think he's probably slightly bigger scalp there. Um, uh, so we know you take your your golf quite seriously as well, Ren, and you love that. Um, however, during the recent Queensland Bulls golf day, your team made up of yourself, uh, Mitch Swepson and Usman Kawaja, ended up coming last. Uh, what do you put that yeah, down really, to? Was it your camera work has to put them <laughs> off? No, I think I think that's just one of those things in golf days you've got to have high handicaps and, and we didn't have high handicaps. I I played the round the day before and handicap dropped by a shot, so I just shot myself in the foot a little bit. <laughs> so you think me having to pull out of your team at the last minute because of my finger injury really hurt your chances? Yeah, definitely. You would have been off 18 and you can hit a golf ball. It's just the, the way that golf day works. I blame you, Hans. Despite the fact my handicap is actually like 34 or something, but... <laughs> Can Haz actually play golf for anything? No, I can't play I don't golf. know. Oh, you've never seen it? No. I'd say he would slice them a lot over cover. Oh, both ways. <laughs> oh, I, both not ways. consistent at all. I wish I was. Uh, but what's the best course you've played on worldwide, worldwide Renners? Um, well, I played it um, a few nice courses as well. I was over playing some county cricket um, this year. A um, few of the open courses, but I think St. Andrews was probably the, the best one. Yeah, Ren, is that, that story too, didn't you have to get up at like some ridiculous hour of the morning to line up to actually be a chance of playing on that course or something? I was trying to sort of follow that uh, on your Instagram. Yeah, so if you're a single golfer, like you're on your own, you have to go to the, the course at whatever time you think you'll get on. So, like, I asked someone, they said oh, I'd probably get there 9 o'clock the night before. I was like, probably not going to do that. I like sleep. Oh, wow. um, but I got there at 4 o'clock, and I was the seventh person there, I think it was. Jeez. So, 4 a.m., you had to rock up. Yeah, and then you wait uh, until 6.30, and then you get a spot at the time, and my time was 3 p.m. Oh, so, I could, go, I could go back and have a bit of a kip and... And go and do some other stuff before I teed off. That is very cool. That there is that much demand to get into that golf course. That's a pretty yeah. thing to tick off the bucket list. I've been trying to convince Ren to um, 
to give me a few hand hand me down golf clubs because I'm sure he's got plenty lying around the house as a as a fellow left hander. And my golf set is currently a thirty dollar set that I've got from a garage sale, so they're not not the best, especially for a, a part time, very very part time golfer such as myself. But it hasn't come through yet, unfortunately. Well, the problem is I offered you something. You said, no, they're too expensive. So <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't do much else from there. That's a constant theme on yeah. this show. I'm pretty tight with my money. <laughs> yeah. Very constant theme. <laughs> right, exactly. As you literally play in one golf day per year anyway, when are you going to use golf clubs? Yeah, very rarely. I played a couple of games this off-season actually to try and try and improve my skills, but yeah, it's pretty pretty poor. You can't play golf on a surfboard, has that's your issue. Yeah. It's a yeah. massive problem. Um, Renners, back to you. Uh, we've uh, Speaking of your Instagram feed, actually, and the uh, and the lovely sort of grass, I'm sure you would have found some inspiration out of the greens that we've just spoken about there. Um, but another hobby of yours clearly is uh, landscaping too. You've sort of, you've got a serious passion for grass laying by the sands and, and, uh, and where's that sort of passion come from? Where was that been inspired by? I don't know. I I just really like um, like nice grass. Um, it's funny because when I used to live at home, like mum and dad would make me like do some grass, like mow the lawn or do some stuff around the house. I just didn't want it. But since I got my own place, I wanted to make all the grass nice. And I think the main goal was to try and make a putting green, but that didn't work. Oh, really? It's very to do very that, very yeah. difficult to um, make a putting green. What would you actually have to do? To, maybe you're not the best person to ask because it's obviously been unsuccessful, but what would you have to do to actually get a putting green in your house or in your yard? Um, well, I think I had the right grass. I just, it couldn't get low or flat enough. Um, it's just one of those things that the, the people who work on golf courses are paid the big bucks to do that. You've actually got a competition going on at the moment with our head coach, Wade Seckham, and uh with, with who's got the best landscaped backyard and, and front yard, I, I believe. How's that, how's that competition going? Yeah, well, it was supposed to be tonight that we ju- or this week that we judged it, but um, I think there's just sort of been a bit of a delay on that because my land, my garden is still in the process of getting done. Oh, um, okay. But the problem was is his was already done. Mine was brand. Like, I did my whole garden up during this competition, so... I hope the judge um, Paul Chapman gives us gives me a bit of leeway because of how much work I've done. I did hear there was a bit of professional help uh, for for Chuck there. He's uh, maybe maybe uh, paid a bit of money to get someone in to help him out there. Yeah, he, he he mentioned that to me very briefly today, but didn't really go into it. So I think I might be able to find a loophole where I just automatically win. <laughs> Certainly got to dig deeper. I might need your help on that hat. <laughs> get some legal uh, legal advice there. That's exactly right. Boys, you would not believe who's uh who is calling at the moment, but Manus is literally <laughs> trying trying to call, which is what that sound in the background is. But I've just declined him, so that's um probably a shame. But <laughs> he's probably trying to rebut that he was. Yeah, that's right. he's probably already he's heard the audio already, and he wants to be considered for the yard growing competition as well. <laughs> I don't even know if he has any lawn in his house. Actually, does he ever get involved in these combos? No, he's too busy talking about his. Um, grip and all that sort of thing that he <laughs> talks about. Well, there's another guy on this table that talks about his grip a lot, Lee. Yeah, skin, honestly. <laughs> Always asking, how, how do you do it? How do you hold it? Show me again, Has. Show me how you hold the bat. Yeah, well, it changes all the time, man. <laughs> yeah, probably true. Oh, that's right. Um, this is one I found quite interesting, Redders. I've never heard of this before, ever. Uh, I obviously tore my ACL at, uh, at the age of 19. You tore your ACL at the age of six. 
Is it correct? Uh, it's not correct. I tore it at 10. Okay. okay. Good research has yeah. its quality. <laughs> <laughs> Six, 10, no real difference there, I guess. Yeah. 10 though. Well, I think I tore it young. at 10 and then I, um, I had surgery at 16. So there's the six that probably has heard, but yeah, okay. no, nah, I tore it at 10 and had to wait six years to have surgery. That is loose. Talk us through that story. Like, how did you? How did you obviously do that at ten years? Um, I was riding my bike to school. Um, I was going down this hill, and I tried to go around this guy and hit him and fell off my bike and tore my ACL. Yeah, right. Pretty quick story and pretty stupid from me, but yeah, no, you've actually summarised that. You were fairly right to the point there. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, but surely, Reddit, that would have been like obviously you're a competitive, like sporting young person. Um, did that affect your, your sort of sporting endeavours? I guess also having to wait so long to get operated on. Like, surely, did you was that always a constant pain and issue for you? Yeah, well, I was like, I was a really keen soccer player. I probably was was better soccer player than cricketer at that age, um, and wasn't allowed to play contact sport, which for me was soccer because I didn't play anything else. I played hockey and a few other sports, which are quite rogue. But soccer for me was the big one. I wasn't allowed to play anymore. And but with, yeah, but with, then I I moved over to Brisbane and found out about winter cricket. So I played winter cricket for three years after that. It was pretty cool for a 10-year-old who loved sport. And was there a reason that you had to wait so long to get it operated on? Like, Was that literally just because you hadn't grown yet or something? Yeah, I had to wait for my growth plate to... Um, to finished growing basically um so yeah couldn't had to wait till i was 16 and had surgery on my 16th birthday that's unbelievable front foot or back foot for your batting runners front foot Ooh. nice well you still don't seem to have any issues jumping on that <laughs> <laughs> obviously hasn't affected you too bad in the long term no it's, it's more the subcontinent towards where i'm going to move my feet a bit more and put more pressure on hazard probably know the physio yeah, that's right. No, he has given us a few lessons in recent times. You reckon you'd be dominating the uh, Premier League by now if it wasn't for that injury, Ren? Oh, you know, it probably has. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you support in the Premier League? Uh, Newcastle. Oh, nice. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm not one of those people who just jump on bandwagons and support yeah. like Man United or Yeah, I was literally, when I asked you that, I thought there was a 95% chance that you were going to say Man United just because that's what everyone nah. says. <laughs> No, nah, because I'm born in Middlesbrough. I can't. I'm actually not a person who just looks on and um, decides what team I support. Yeah, no, that's very, very fair. Um, Renners, I understand you've had, you've had a couple of, of issues that unfortunately played out in the public eye a little bit um, to do, particularly with your your poorly timed bowel movements. Um, I just wanted to know if you've, have you got that under control by now, or how's it going? Can you tell us a bit about that story? Oh. Well, I thought I had it under control, and then yeah, I got no, gastro, got gastro on Thursday. So. Oh. I thought I was nailing it. <laughs> that, at least you like pulled yourself out of the game early doors yeah. just to try and avoid a repeat yeah. of that. No, I think I was on too much emodium when the game started to really be worried. But um, no, that was a, a very fun incident. Looking back on it now. The um, India incident, which I'm, I presume you're alluding to. Yeah, unless it's happened on numerous occasions, but certainly the yeah, India yeah. one was what we were speaking about. Yeah. That's the one. And that's due to a, a lactose intolerance, Ren, is that right? Yeah, um, I'm lactose intolerant. And um, yeah, I, I must have had, I didn't realise back then when I was in India, but I think India just sort of spurged it on in the end. 
Yeah, and you love your coffees and like surely milk and ice cream and that sort of thing. How do you get around it nowadays? Um, well, I got these little tablets that um make me have make me able to digest lactose. Um, so if I know that I'm going to have a little bit of lactose, I um, take a couple of tablets and yeah, can can be faulty, but I don't know that. They're pretty good. <laughs> worth, worth the risk, eh? Runners, just like, this is obviously a bit off the cuff, but um, obviously with like, Haz has been to India. I went to India this year as well. And like, I don't think anyone's ever been over there and actually not got sick. Um, so is there like, as a, as a sort of, you were touring obviously with the Australian team, like, so I would assume that there's sort of workplace health and safety standards are fairly high, but are there like massive precautions that you sort of have to take to try and make sure that that doesn't occur? Like for... Because otherwise there'd be people getting ruled out with gastro and stuff all the time. Like it is the type of place where you do have to be quite careful, isn't it? Yeah, you have to carry like hand sanitizer. You can only drink bottled water that hasn't been um, opened before. But yeah, it's not. You got to be really diligent with that. And if you if you slip up a little bit, you're gone. Yeah, sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. it just just happens. But right, well, that's what when I was sort of watching that. They do yeah. say that if you can, you're going to get done. You may as well get done early and try and get yourself sick in the first couple of days. But <laughs> oh, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't keen to do that. No, not I at just all. remember Red is one of the great. I just waited till day one of the test. <laughs> one of the great quotes from you two were just in that post-match interview and obviously everyone was pretty rattled and Virat Kohli was sledging you about it and, and you just said, when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, that I just had to go and yeah, I was running back into the room. A lot, a lot of people don't see, don't see this because it was in the dressing rooms, but you know in most um, toilets when it turns into um, tiles from the, the carpet that you're in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. So I, I run and sprinting. I'm taking all my pads off, trying to get to the toilet. I turn around the corner and get onto the tiles with my spikes. And as you can imagine, everything goes everywhere and I fall over <laughs> about two metres from the toilet. So I have to try and quickly stand up and, and, and get up so I can get to the toilet. Renners, you could literally make a Hollywood blockbuster about just that day for you. <laughs> so, yeah. so many trials and tribulations. I don't think anyone from America would really understand it unless you maybe maybe into a baseball player or something like that. That's true. I would just send it to Brett Lee and get it in a body, Bollywood film maybe. Yeah. We could, you got Brett Lee's number. Um, how's you have it? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I'll cr- yeah, cricket bringing it all day. Being an all-day game probably isn't the best uh, sport to play if you're having troubles in that department. Um, Bran, you're a you're a Harry Potter super fan, and uh, so which which character from the movies do you see yourself as from Harry Potter? Very good question, Has. <laughs> um, you really you've really dived in and, and gone deep about these questions, haven't you? Yeah, I must know you pretty well. <laughs> I just love yeah. the fact that out of all the questions that we've asked, that's the one that you're like, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm trying to think. Um, I reckon Sirius Black. Oh, wow. I like him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Good that's crafty, crafty answer. There were there were some arguments yeah. in the uh, Queensland Bulls change rooms one day. We uh, I think it was a rain delay, and we decided to do an online sorting hat survey for uh, oh, <laughs> for Harry Potter <laughs> to see which houses we got put in. Is that um, a real thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So which house were you sorted into, Ren? Um, I well, I did this ages ago, probably about four or five years ago, and I was slithering. And yeah. then Uzi, Uzi wanted me to do it again because he also thought he was Slytherin, but he hadn't done a test and he didn't want me being in Slytherin with him. Yeah, um, Slytherin so was, maybe very, do it again. was very highly sought after Slytherin for most of the boys. Yeah, Joe Burns did it and he got Gryffindor. 
And then two minutes later, Marnus did it, and Link also got Gryffindor, and Joe was the most unhappy bloke in the dressing room. <laughs> Marnus was just running around going, Gryffindor! Gryffindor! <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, Manus was the most unhappy. I think Jimmy got Hufflepuff, didn't he? I think he was a bit yeah, less happy. Jimmy got Hufflepuff, it. and he wasn't happy because no one even knows about Hufflepuff. They're like the <laughs> they're like the ugly stepbrother that you never talk about. It's only yeah. Gryffindor and Slytherin that ever get mentioned after about the second movie slash book. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I got sorted into Ravenclaw, which you know isn't the worst result. You know, they're they're not they're not the famous that's houses. The, that's the who cares cup again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's the better of the, the the better of those bottom two houses, surely. I reckon. Bit unassuming, yeah, like bit unassuming, but but does yeah. a good job. Yeah, okay, and that's uh, that's where Harry put his first crush with. She was in that house, wasn't she? Um, what was her name? Cho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Maybe. Renner should know. Renner, I've just looked up this sorting hat quiz, but these are the type of questions that you were getting. What would you least like to be called? Ignorant, cowardly, selfish, or ordinary? Yep, that's oh. it. But we didn't actually answer them ourselves. We got other people had to answer them for us. It was a group about sort us. of vote. Oh, yeah. so it's almost like uh, a group bonding activity. Yeah. So there were a few arguments going on, a few disagreements. Who did you? Who I answered think it, for you? I think it was a rain delay, so we were all very bored. Yeah. And I think the Indoor Creek game had been sort of called off. So That wouldn't have made Marnus happy. No, I think Marnus must have tried to hit one too hard and not walked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very fair. What's your, what's your favourite Harry Potter book or, or movie from the series, Ren? Um, Half-Blood Prince on both accounts, book and movie. Yeah, that's a good one, oh, isn't it? That's okay. exactly what you said, isn't it, Mitch? Uh, that was my favourite book. Um, but I, I thought I went the Goblet of Fire is my favorite movie. Yeah, I really like the Goblet yeah, of Fire. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Phoenix just as well. Started watching all of them. Yeah, he yeah, just nice. watched all of them, and and you'll never guess what he asked me the other day. <laughs> oh, please don't <laughs> bring in the Harry Potter books. You're kidding? No. Has no, he ever read so a book? Get, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe like the Art of Cricket or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So he's genuinely going to start from the start, Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, I think so. I gave him book one. I said, if you need book two, I've got it in the car. And he's like, man, I'll, I'll take a while to read the book. So Get him on like but a... I, Renis, I, I gonna presume he's going to be the Aussie program. side. And I presume he's in the Aussie side. He's not going to be reading too many Harry Potter, Potter books around Steve Smith or something like that. That would strike me as something you'd do. No, yeah, that's probably fair, actually. He, he, has, gone full, he has gone full circle. He, he was laughing at us at one stage for being fans of Harry Potter, but now he's now he's joined, yeah, he's joined the bandwagon. All, yeah, he's all about him now. Yeah. He can jump on a bandwagon, though, as we've already yeah. seen. That's yeah, the line. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. If you um, weren't a professional athlete, Renners, what, what job do you think you would have? J.K. Rowling, book writer. Coming in, coming in with the hot question. Yeah, that's a standard one, isn't it? Um, yeah. Wasn't much of a segue there either, has you? haven't given much of a warning. We just jumped from Harry no. Potter to his next profession. <laughs> well, I think, I don't know, because most of my, my stuff I enjoy doing now is because of cricket, but probably golfer would be ideal. I could be <laughs> a, a real career caddy. Change. I reckon I'd really, really like to be a golf caddy. I think you've actually, you have caddied for someone, haven't you, Rennes? Yeah, my mate was in the um, Nudgy Pennant side, so I caddied for him. And we only lost one game, which is a pretty good record out of six. Would you put that down to sort of your caddying tips and reading of greens now that you're sort I of a professional? Yeah, I think, well, I'm the um, Queensland Bulls lawn advisor. Um, <laughs> I was explaining to, the boys, explaining to the boys why the um, outfield at the Gabba hasn't been great recently because the uh, rye grass around um, the Lions season hasn't died off because they made finals. That's right. 
Ren, Ren's always so giving us more details. About that. I actually was wondering. Yeah, I won't bore you with those details. But, yeah. but then, like, Ren, I thought the Metricon, uh, Metricon the other day when sort of there was a you know a photo of Manus there after after his uh, innings and and like the turf in that looked pretty ordinary as well. So, but the Suns most certainly did not make the finals. So it's their just yeah. I, I don't time. know what they're. I didn't get a chance to speak to the um, groundsman because I was. A bit preoccupied on a toilet, but <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I had spoke to the groundsman, I would have found out for you. That's right, and I'm sure it's the type of thing you could probably fix now as well, Ren. Um, Ren, is, is, there, uh, is there any questions that you'd, uh, that you'd like to ask us and probably particularly has? Obviously, you get, to, you get to hang out with him quite a bit, but just in case you sort of want to put him under the spotlight, um, we've seen that happen a couple of times to varying degrees of success. Um, but obviously, we saw sort of that you were blowing up about the delay of the NRL game. That was something that we, that we sort of had to go out and solve for you. Have you got any other gripes that you sort of want us to try and get to the bottom of? Um. Nothing really sport worthy. Um, Joff maybe has. How old are you now? Twenty four. Are you still living at home? Well, we've heard this before, but yeah, <laughs> I, I most certainly am. Yeah. In the last three weeks, have you moved out house since you got sprayed by Luke Feldman? <laughs> My parents won't let me go. They just they just miss me too much. I was an only child. I reckon it's that good of a bloke. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the case, has. Um, but uh, maybe just. Have a look at that realestate.com or try and get a sponsor from Domain and just see if you can buy yourself a home or something like that because <laughs> I'm sure um, your, your mum and dad want, want you out a little bit of space now you're 24. Uh, I'll take I'll take lawn advice from you, but not financial advice. Well, I was going to say, say oh, Ren is, do, <laughs> do you reckon that um, Has will catch the bug for the lawn as well when he buys himself a house? Do you reckon he's going gonna... to? I, I think if he does buy himself a house and move out by himself, he might catch the lawn bug because he'll... He'll have to mow the lawn unless he buys himself artificial grass. But. I would like a nice nice lawn. Um, I'm not a fan of gardens and plants and that. I just want a nice open space. You know, to no kick. flora and fauna has. Just give nah, us the lawn only. Just to play a bit of, bit of backyard cricket or kick the footy around if there's a little bit of space at least. Not, not taking up that space. With any, you literally any hate okay, backyard well, cricket. <laughs> you've got my details. I can, I can help lay some grass for you. <laughs> a little bit of a charge, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Might might be worth it, I reckon. Oh, I'd hate to be in that bartering conversation. <laughs> I'll definitely lose. Yeah, that's right. As will come out with his two dollar and one dollar coins and just be like, "Here you go, mate." Somehow, Renners, you end up paying him to lay his cards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that probably will happen. Oh, outstanding. Uh, Renners, the whip should probably let you go, mate. We know you're obviously uh, you've got the gastro and, and on the mend, but uh, when can we look forward to watching you in action again, mate? When's the next game that we'll see you play? Uh, I think the next one is a Shield game at the MCG in a week and a half, I think. Okay. Awesome. But yeah, I think that's that's about it in Melbourne, so... Be nice to get, get down away and play from on, the Gabba for a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be nice to get down and play in those southern states and hopefully flight or wickets from what we've had at, at the Gabba. Yeah, so right. you look at the Gabba scorecard at the moment, it doesn't look, it looks more southern state than Gabba. Yeah, well, yeah, and we're on it. Yeah, the games that you guys aren't playing. Yeah, I blame you, Has. <laughs> uh, perfect. Renners, we appreciate your time so much. Hey, thank you very much for catching up with us. Um, you've been magnificent and obviously we wish you all the best for uh, for the rest of the year, mate. And we hope to see you back in Australian colours at some stage. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries, mate. Thank you. Cheers, mate. All 
right, guys. That was our interview with uh, Australian opening test batsman, Matthew Renshaw. What a player, what a guy. Very good, has. I think uh, a lot, everyone out there has probably learned a lot about Matthew Renshaw that you might not have known in the past. Yeah, we do thank you for that, bringing some forth some of those questions that we obviously would have had no access to. So get yourself a pay rise, has. Very impressive. Don't know about that, but uh, we'll see what we'll see what he has to say to, to me in uh, in person after that interview. Nah, you were strong, has very impressive. Mitch, well done as well. Chimed in with a couple of questions there. Yep, thanks, Lethal. Very rare, but you know, every yeah. now and then made an appearance. Yeah, you didn't find yourself in either of the 11s that Has or Renners had got out. So yeah, well, I don't think I've had the pleasure of facing either of them, so that helps. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, be, would definitely be first picked if we, we yeah. had got him out. Though. Absolutely, that does increase your chances. Uh, guys, we hope that you enjoyed listening to Renners as much as we enjoyed speaking to him. Uh, obviously, if you did enjoy it, then we would encourage you to obviously get to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, so you know that when uh, new episodes are coming out. If you have any feedback or ideas for us, please send an email to hello at wegotthechocolates.com dot au uh, and mitch obviously we want people to continue to engage in our social media streams we've had plenty of great ideas coming through on instagram where else can they contact us uh facebook youtube and twitter i believe are sort of the three main goes absolutely mitch is still setting up a website actually which is starting mm. to look really schmick um so we will announce a release date for that that'll be impressive yeah definitely get on board those socials we got a lot of uh stuff on there that you, d- you won't hear on the podcast so some content there that's just for our socials mm. Continues to inform people all week. We just never rest here at We Got the Chocolates headquarters. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. And if you find us on those socials, give us a share as well. Try and try not to keep it too secretive. Absolutely, very very fair skin. Um, yeah, we do. We genuinely love hearing from you, um, and obviously we love talking about you. We'll continue to talk about you on uh, the other episodes of the podcast this week. But thank you very much for being with us, guys. Uh, and we'll speak to you again next week. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.